Oh my god. Okay, so we just watched <laughs> we just watched Orphan First Kill and we did not plan on recording an episode. Jordan's just clicking away while I'm talking. I'm sorry. I want to get rid of this. What is this? I don't like this. What? That bugs me. Okay, that's better. Okay. <laughs> just okay. minimize the Y'all problem. will never know. <laughs> so we just watched Orphan First Kill and we had not planned on recording, but oh my god, if you watch Orphan First Kill, you will understand why we feel the need to talk about it and we hope that you do watch it because it's pretty fucking interesting and um, we're going to spoil it. Okay, first off, this movie takes place like beforehand, and the original movie is like 13 years old. So, I, before we dive into this, I want to talk a little bit about the first movie and how near perfect the first movie is. If you haven't seen the first movie, you definitely should. Now, I'm not sure. In what order you should watch this? Oh my movies. god, definitely the first one first. <laughs> really? Even though... Yes, this movie will ruin that twist. That's true. I forgot that that's like the big twist. Jordan's of, stupid. I am stupid. Okay, then yeah, watch the... <laughs> watch the first... Or watch... Yeah, the first... Watch Orphan and then watch one. the prequel. Yeah. Watch the one where she she's a... <laughs> <laughs> but like, hopefully, again, if you are still here... You've watched both of them by now. Yeah, you should watch both. Because this movie is a 20-something-year-old Isabel Furman playing a 30-year-old posing as a, like, 10-year-old. Something like that. And back when she was, like, actually, like, 10, that movie... (laughs) takes place after this one. So she ages in reverse. It's a bit of a Benjamin Button situation, but if you can get over that, like if you maybe just don't think about the fact that she does look a little bit older in this movie. Um, This movie's fucking awesome. I hated Barbarian, and I loved this movie. Not because it's cinematic gold, but it's so camp. It's so ridiculous and silly and hysterical like i think there are parts where they just leaned into it but like okay the originals storyline is pretty fucking ridiculous as well like it i don't know if i agree with that it the the thing that's wrong with esther like that is is extremely ridiculous when you think about it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying the first one is not a, ba- a great movie. I love the first one as well. I think the first one's stellar. This one is stellar in a very different way. Very this different. one leans into the ridiculous premise. Do you not agree? I agree. It, it, it did surprise me. I think it really only started getting campy at the twist, and as soon as the twist was revealed, I was much more on board I do, like, you know I have a problem with camp and cheesiness, so I think, like, to get on board as much as you are on board is a little bit difficult for me. I still think it was a kind of, like, a dumb, ridiculous movie, but it surprised me so much. Like, I love a good twist, and that kind of trumps everything. The fact that there was that twist, and it <laughs> took it in a direction that made me want to sympathize with Esther was yeah, genius. Like suddenly, she's the protagonist of this story, mm-hmm. and we're rooting for her against this family. <laughs> I just, Although, I, not the dad. I felt bad that the dad had to go, too. See, the dad... I think this is my problem, is that, like, I'm not convinced that they leaned into it, because I feel like 
they should have gone on the all the way with it and i don't think that they did like i think the dad was not very dynamic at all he was kind of sexy and that was it like there was nothing some people are just sexy sure but like that doesn't make for good entertainment like i he was boring i was very entertained i'm sure you were but he was very boring to me and the deaths at the end were just like yeah they were it fell flat for me you know um (laughs) the the deaths at the end but i'm looking at you so disdainfully (laughs) i just learned a whole bunch of new ways to kill people i hope you uh (laughs) you sure did hope you realize that Okay, so I think I thought I thought you were more on board with this, but I don't know. I still freaking loved this movie. I thought it was so much fun, and all I can think about now is how I want, I don't want to say Orphan 3, because like I, I, I want a third Orphan movie, even though I think we should now just get a sequel to the first Orphan. And I know that people who've seen the first Orphan are like, oh, she dies in that movie. She doesn't have to die. It literally could just pick up, like her crawling out of the lake at the end of the first one, like out of the frozen lake or them fishing her out. And, you know, like you don't, we don't see anything else. So it's like, we don't know what happened after that. She could have literally escaped and is still on the lamb. I I don't know. I mean, Vera Farmiga could still be dealing with her ass. You don't like, want her in a new family. You want her to go back to Vera. I just love Vera Farmiga so much. <laughs> if Vera Farmiga and Julia Stiles had both like lived, I would have loved for them to have both like paired up, and for the, for Esther to have gone after both of them, like both these bitches that are causing me problems. Both of the moms. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be so cool. But this mom, again, spoiler. But yeah, she put. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. It's just funny and silly and like but, how funny like that maniac scene where she's just driving and smoking and has was, the lipstick. That was smoked. perfect. That was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. But like, do you genuinely think that the maker, the creators of this movie were intending to make it that campy? Oh, or do you think yes. it happened that way? See, I have such a Jordan, problem with that. The first movie is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't think so. I really admire and love the first movie. I do too. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying this one's bad. They're both great. The story of a 12-year-old playing a 30-year-old, that 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 twist was crazy. She was she was about to go and throw herself at Peter Sarsgaard in the first movie. A 12-year-old or a 10-year-old. or I don't know how. She was a baby at that point. The difference is, is the movie makers, the directors, would have, like they took it seriously in a way that like I could vibe with. And I was like, this makes sense in a way. Like, I it's, think it was believable. Maybe. Yeah, okay. But then like 13 years of people celebrating this movie for how crazy it is and how batshit nuts it is and how awesome of a twist it has. But again, how crazy it is. I think maybe the filmmakers this time were like, hey, let's lean into that a little bit more. People are celebrating this. There's only so many different places you can go. If this movie had just taken itself super seriously and was just trying to do the same thing that that the first movie had done, I don't know that I'd be so thrilled for a third one. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for them to take it as seriously. I'm asking for them to, if they are going to go the campy route, to go all the way with it. And I don't think that's what they did. Like the first... Half of this movie, I feel like they were taking themselves pretty seriously. I think that the 
the <laughs> the messages and the tones are just kind of confusing to me. And I think I'm also terrible at trying to f- figure out tone in horror. I think you're just terrible. Movies like Tusk and like Drag Me to Hell. And like, <laughs> I genuinely thought, I was like, why do people love these movies? They're fucking terrible. Okay, and I didn't Tusk realize- Tusk is terrible. Drag Me to Hell is fucking awesome. But well, it's not. Like, I think it is one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. Until I realized that, like, it's... Was it Did you intentionally like, created to be funny? Of course. See, it's I don't... Sam Raimi. I didn't... See, I didn't pick up on that at first. And what I think about, that's... What about... What about Malignant? <laughs> that one... Malignant is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It really People is. People love yeah. that shit. There's yeah. no reason why. Like, horror comedies don't just have to be, like, like Scream. Now, here's... Okay, so now when we have discussions about things like The Village or... I can't think of the other movies that we talked about, but I feel like we've covered several movies where people are upset because the advertising of the film does not match what you get in the film. Okay. And that upsets people. And I think I'm realizing now that like Malignant was not sold as a horror comedy, nor was Drag Me to Hell, nor was Tusk, really. I don't know. But like, and neither was this one. I think I was expecting horror and I got something that like, just like flip the script for me. Uh, and okay, I don't know. I think Tusk. I think I think we kind of knew what we were getting on. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what I I can't I can't imagine that Malignant was no. upfront a horror comedy. I mean, okay, I don't. I still I don't know that I would even consider a horror comedy. It's a it's a horror movie with just a a twist that I can't even like. I can't even think about without just laughing. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> I love it. I just love that movie. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I just have terrible taste. Maybe you guys are listening to a podcast where half of the hosts have terrible taste. Could very be true. Very well be true. It's probably true. I think also because of my high sensitivity to cheesiness in horror that like it really is difficult for me to distinguish. And I think the discussion that we had about Barbarian last night was... Uh, I think we kind of explored that a little bit. I think what Barbarian was, it was like taking itself super seriously and not getting there. Whereas I thought this movie, once that twist happened, it was like, okay, we're going to be, we're going to be silly about it now. Like they're, they're going to fuck with Esther. And it's (laughs) like, no, I don't want you to fuck with Esther. Like I'm rooting for Esther. It's, I don't know. There's so many feelings, so many... I, I really hope that you guys enjoyed Orphan vs. Kill. I really do. Because I really fucking liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I did. It it surprised me in such a strange and jarring way that I was like, I'm on board with this. They fucking jean Benet Ramsey'd her. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I can't believe... Like, I cannot believe they went that route. And it. I think it worked really well. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, it was definitely a, a, like a very interesting twist where Jordan was like pausing it like, oh my God, <laughs> what, what? Again, I hope you guys have already watched it. But if you haven't watched it, you really, really fucking should. Because it's really funny and really <laughs> exciting. And it's also not her first kill. Like it is very clear at the beginning that like, it's not her first kill. I don't understand why they, why it's called first kill. <laughs> but whatever. But if do me the favor, at least, if you haven't seen this most recent one, watch the original one first. Because that one is a really genuinely good movie, I think. Yeah. You should never watch prequels first. It doesn't make any sense. They watch movies in the order 
in which they came out. This is less of an order issue and more of a, like, don't think you can watch this and not appreciate the first one. Or, like, if you haven't seen the first one, you still should. Like, I, this, I'm advertising the first one. <laughs> Go watch the original. Yeah. Because it's very, very, very and good. And this movie will spoil that first one it will and also don't expect them to be the same kind of movie because if it's not clear already they are absolutely not the same kind of movie so two different experiences completely also uh, yeah and this one uh is very foggy for some reason (laughs) i'm so glad we watched it and i'm so glad we're talking about it now i can also what's her name isabella Isabel Furman. Isabel Furman. I think she has grown a lot as an actress. Like, I think she, as an actress, like, as an actor yeah, in this movie, she's she good. did a really good job. I think she improved a lot of, <laughs> since her first performance, but for obvious reasons. But um, watch it just for her, too. Like, it's it's a fun time. I hope we get a third one. And then, like, honestly, oh, oh I Googled it. This apparently, like, is, like, the most watched movie on Paramount+. Plus. Holy shit. Yeah, which I don't I don't think there's like a ton of movies to watch in Paramount Plus, but that's pretty good. And it made twenty million dollars. I can't find what the budget was though. I do believe that it is garnering some form of success, not the kind of success that like the first one made just because the first one obviously didn't have streaming to deal with as well and didn't have you know what I mean? Like yeah. we watch things differently now, so the first one making like 70 some million dollars. This is just not going to happen for this one. But this totally deserves to become a horror franchise. Esther should go down as one of our generation's great horror villains because she's fucking awesome. Would you consider her a slasher villain? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like the, she only reason, like the only reason I think you don't think of her necessarily as much is because she's only had, you know, that one movie and now yeah. she has two. That's great. Give her more. When you think about it, at least for like our generation, aside from like Ghostface and Jigsaw, like who else do we have that are like, iconic slashers that started with us so many of the iconic started slashers us, that are like started in like the 80s and 90s well in the 90s you and i are 29 and 30 years old did scream not come out in the 80s scream came out in 1996 holy shit i, I get I what guess, you mean though. i, I just mean, mean like who else we don't have that many like newer icons because like the ones that we're consistently focusing on now are like michael myers came out 40 years ago mm-hmm. over 40 years ago now Chucky came out in the 80s. I like it when there are new, successful slasher franchises being born. And I feel like what we just watched, I'm like totally down. (laughs) I'm like totally down for more. And Vera Farmiga is still alive within the canon of this universe. And Vera Farmiga will clearly do anything for money. So (laughs) let's go. Would that not be fucking cool no, to I have would, her back? I would love to see her back, yeah. And Peter Skarsgård died in that movie, I'm right? Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> fucking hate him. Go watch this movie again. Like, if you've already seen it, watch it again. And again and again and again, because that's what we're about to do. Jordan doesn't know, but I, we're going to watch it again. This is not correct information. <laughs>